What up, people? It is Sunday, August 2nd. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. Man, so much has happened in the past couple of weeks since the last podcast, so again, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, coronavirus is still wreaking havoc everywhere, especially here in, in the Dallas area. Um, every day we seem to have more and more cases, and something interesting happened this past week. Uh, a friend of mine posted a picture from a doctor's office where the doctor claimed that hydrochloroquine uh, works along with zinc and I think vitamin D and a couple of other supplements. He feels like it uh, that combination of, of drugs helps prevent COVID uh, as well as is a cure for COVID. Uh, the ironic part about it is the doctor that uh, posted that Facebook message is my primary care physician. Uh, so once I saw my friend post this picture, I told him, hey, that's my primary care physician. Uh, I've seen him before. Normally, when you go, you see the main doctor first when you're a new patient. And ever since, I see a physician assistant, a PA. But um, this is the office I go to. I did meet with him when I first uh, started going to that office. And I've been a patient there for probably six years. Um, I have no reason to discredit anything he says uh, or deny that uh, what his claims are. Um, But I responded to my friend's post to say, hey, that's my doctor's office. Um, I've met him personally. He's treated me personally. And... Another person responded. I guess she didn't see my comment, but she responded. And apparently she had looked up his reviews. And he does have bad reviews because he's not the most personable person. But I don't go to the office for him. I love my PA. She takes good care of me. I have a good relationship with her uh, for the past five, six years. So that's why I go. I don't go for him. But um, she says she didn't believe anything he said because... He's a Trump supporter. And my friend responded back and said, hey, I have a friend that goes to this office. Um, so he, you know, knows this guy personally. Or he's met him and he's been treated because he's a patient at the office. And her response was, she doesn't believe what I say. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. So, of course, I had to respond. And I was very respectful to the young lady. And I told her. I confirmed that I am a patient of this uh, doctor's office. And the biggest issue I have with the whole hydrochloroquine argument is I don't doubt that it works for some people, but I don't think it's a cure for everybody. Not all medications work with everyone the same way. That's why you have so many of them. Um, But I'm pretty sure that some people have been cured of COVID using hydrochloroquine hydrochloroquine or a combination of medications. Uh, I have no doubt about that. Um, and for people to come out, like this young lady coming out saying that it's false, it doesn't work, it's just she's not a doctor so she doesn't know. Um, I think people have to research on their own and I don't think she does. I think she's just immediately a negative person because uh, the dude in the White House is the one that touted that medication. Now again, I'm not a doctor. But I know people who know people who've personally taken hydrochloroquine along with a couple other things and they were healed from it. But what people fail to realize, again, is that 
people, everyone's different, and we respond to medication differently. So it could definitely work. I would never dispute that because I don't. I've never done my own research. I mean, you can find what you can on the internet, but um, I believe that it can work. And to say otherwise, I think is irresponsible. Just because you disagree with the dude in the White House. Um, and that brings me to the American Frontline Doctors little conference that they had. Uh, and Miss Stella Emanuel, she's an interesting doctor from Nigeria um, who says that hydrochloroquine is a cure. Uh, a lot of these other doctors that were at the White Coach Summit uh, said that this is a cure, that uh, doctors are manipulating you and they're not telling the truth because there's a cure for COVID and you don't need to wear a mask. Um, and the interesting thing about that, that whole summit or whatever it was, um, was hosted and paid for by uh, the Tea Party Patriots, which is a Republican-funded group. Um, and my honest opinion is this was propaganda. Um by the Republicans to tout this hydrochloroquine because the president has already put that out there that he had taken it before, which I don't necessarily know if I believe or not. But when you research the doctors, especially Stella Emanuel, she's made a lot of other claims about demon seeds and alien DNA um, used to make people not religious anymore um, and things of that nature. Uh, just some pretty outrageous claims. Uh, so when stuff like that comes out, people immediately, I mean, even some family members have posted the same video uh, and have since posted a couple of other videos from uh, Dr. Stella Emanuel. And personally, I would rather listen to Dr. Fauci, uh, who has spent 30, 40 years in this field, um, investigating and studying diseases so that's his expertise um, I do think we need it, it's hard to get a consensus of exactly what to do because there are so many different varying opinions and I think everyone has to make up their decision on their own uh, I do trust Dr. Fauci's opinion more than anybody else probably because again this is his direct specific field uh, of study and what he's been doing forever um, compared to some of these other people like I think it was Rand Paul he's an ophthalmologist and he has he tries to tell people what they should do or not believe Dr. Fauci so uh, people need to research and form their own opinion stop listening to and believing everything you see on Facebook on Twitter or Instagram or without doing your due diligence especially on some of these people making the claims or you just have to do your due diligence but of course, a lot of people don't, um, and I think that makes them short-sighted if you just believe anything that's said to you because it comes from a certain group of people. Um, and also, Herman Cain died last week from complications of COVID, and that's interesting uh, because he was an anti-mask person. He attended the Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they didn't require masks and there's video of him with the whole group of black people supporting Trump and saying that you know they don't need to wear a mask they didn't social distance or anything like that 
and within a week he was admitted to the hospital uh, after the rally and he passed away and it's definitely unfortunate that he passed away um, this is why people need to take this disease more seriously uh, and I talked to my brother last night and a guy he worked with tested positive he was 66 years old he tested positive uh, for COVID and he actually passed away as well um, and the guy's wife came up to my brother's job and he talked to her and his decline was really rapid uh, one day he was having just shortness of breath and within days he was in the hospital and within a couple of days after that he died and no real initial symptoms other than the shortness of breath which came on kind of quick so probably in a matter of a couple of weeks his decline was rapid and he passed away and the sad part about it is he passed away in the hospital and his family was not able to be there with him because they didn't allow any visitors so he pretty much died by himself uh, with no family around and I can't even imagine dealing with that with your loved one you can't be there for him. but again this virus is so um, unpredictable but having some discussions with friends earlier in the week or last week and there are just so many selfish people out there with the don't want to wear a mask don't want to social distance because it's all about them uh, they don't have the group mentality of I'm wearing a mask to help myself but everybody else too and as long as people have that selfish attitude about it's my body and you can't tell me to wear a mask mentality that's how much longer it's going to take to get past it we've seen a lot of other countries flatten that curve because they made uh, certain mandates and, and people are willing to sacrifice now for the better good later that's why they're able to open their schools and it has been somewhat successful but here the United States we want to open schools no real plan on reopening and keeping teachers in and kids safe um, they just wanted to go back to school and basically sacrifice people's kids and this is one reason why I'm glad I don't have kids especially in school like that because I would probably be homeschooling my kids because there's no real plan so just very irresponsible um, again no real plan from the education secretary Betcha DeVos and some of the governors one governor I think of Missouri if I'm not mistaken he just said you know kids will go and they'll get it and they'll just go home and deal with it and what kind of message is that to the parents of the kids that are going to school you know a lot of these people making these decisions don't have kids that are going to school uh, especially elementary school so uh, just a very unfortunate situation um, you know it's sad that Herman Cain died but I hope his death can be used to change people's mind about um, trying to protect themselves, wearing the mask, doing the social distancing. Um, but I doubt it because a lot of people here are just very selfish. Uh, also, Dr. Fauci threw out the first pitch at a baseball game last week. Uh, although his pitch was horrible. But <laughs> with his jealousy, the dude in the White House tweeted 
that uh, he had to turn down throwing out the first pitch at the Yankees game. Well, come to find out the Yankees never invited him to do that. It's something that he made up. His ego is so fragile that Dr. Fauci threw out the first pitch of the game. He made up a story that he was going to throw out the first pitch at a game too. I mean, that's just such a stupid thing to lie about, especially when it can be verified. And the Yankees were surprised to hear about it because it um, it never happened. I mean, they never invited him, and that just tells you what kind of person he is with such a fragile ego. Uh, again, this is a person that never takes blame for anything. Uh, he never accepts responsibility for anything, but he's very quick to point the finger um, or take credit, you know, when something good happens. So now he's taking credit for the stock market, which is still not that good, but he tells this record-setting stock market, but we know it's going down. It wasn't his fault. So that's just the, the kind of person we're dealing with. And even now, um, they allowed Congress has allowed the unemployment benefits to expire. It expired as a Friday, uh, the 31st, and now a lot of people aren't getting those same benefits, and evictions will start, and that's only going to cause even more havoc around the United States because there are so many evictions that will put on hold, and a lot of places they may have allowed you to postpone your payments. But then they want you to pay that full amount. So if they postponed your payments, your rent payments or mortgage payments by three months, once that moratorium is over, they want you to pay that full back pay up front. And a lot of people are going to have it, especially if they haven't been working. Um, Congress left, I think, over the weekend for um, their break without reaching a deal. And if you hear Republicans... Uh, they'll tell you that it's the Democrats' fault because they did make a proposal. But what they won't tell you is all of the minutiae within that proposal, like over $600 million for new fighter jets for the military. Um, I think there was something about funding for a new FBI headquarters down the street from Trump Tower in New York or something like that. Those things have nothing to do with coronavirus and helping people that need it. So that's why the Democrats did not agree to that plan because of all of the underlying um, things they wanted to add into the bill. Uh, and also, I think they wanted to cut unemployment benefits from $600 to $200. Um, you know, really, what is that going to do? I mean, of course, it's something, but it's not enough to do anything. And they complain about um, people being unemployed you know, making more than what they were when they were employed. Uh, I have a couple of issues with that. Obviously, that means the amount that they were making before they were unemployed was not enough. And secondly, anybody that receives unemployment has paid into unemployment. So they're not getting free money. That's money that has been paid into unemployment. And I'm pretty sure they're taking taxes out of the unemployment. So this is all taxpayer money. Um, which they fail to realize, and we pay their salaries with our taxes, and they don't do anything. I know in Congress, um, there are hundreds of bills sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk that has been proposed from the House that he has refused to allow votes on. 
so who's to do nothing? I mean, who's getting paid to do nothing? Um, they get paid thousands of dollars, and we're not reaping the benefits of that. They're not doing their job. They're not representing the people. Um, and Congress has voted multiple times to increase their own salaries and approved it, but still has not increased minimum wage since I think the 80s or maybe the 90s at the latest. But a minimum wage of 725 is not livable. It's laughable. Um, and throughout this time, Trump has been golfing. Been on the golf course last weekend, this weekend, having a good old time while American people suffer. So it's just, I never thought I would see what's going on now. I never thought it would have been possible, um, everything that's going on today. And then, this fool wants to postpone the election because he keeps saying that absentee voting is good, but mail-in voting is bad. It's the same thing. I mean, it's the same thing, dumbass. Uh, either way it goes, it's going through the mail. And he says absentee voting because him and a lot of his staff members, his family, have voted absentee. But that's okay for him and, and his people, but it's not okay for the American people. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's all stupid. And it's all frustrating. And every day is something else. Um, he's just such a asshole. And he's a distraction. He likes to distract from other things. So when he talks about postponing the election to get past that, now he tweeted talking about banning TikTok. And it's, it's just one thing after another every single day. And I'm just, I'm tired of the nonsense. All of the, every day is something about this dude. I mean, I've just never seen anything like this. I miss a president that can complete a coherent sentence. Um, I miss a president that took responsibility for actions, um, apologized, and Senator John Lewis passed away as well. Not once did he say anything about that. Uh, didn't even acknowledge it. Um, just such a petty, petty individual. It, it, just a, a petty person. Uh, and it's... I still, for the life of me, can't see how people still support him. But someone said a long time ago, they support him because he hates the same people uh, they hate. And now he sent his secret police to democratic cities to wreak havoc. Um, it's amazing that protesting, which is a constitutional protected activity, people are being arrested for it. And a judge, I think in Portland, had to issue an order saying that these secret police could not arrest anybody uh, if they hadn't committed a crime. Why does a judge need to tell police that they can't arrest someone that has not committed a crime? That is the stupidest thing I've heard in a long time. But this is where we are right now. This is the nature of the United States. Uh, it is, in my lifetime, has never been more divided. And um, it's just crazy. It is, it's crazy. And no, we will not be postponing the election because it's time for you to go, buddy. Um, moving on to... A couple of other stories that happened in the past couple of weeks. 
One was, uh, I had a good conversation with some females about uh, a boyfriend wanted to propose to his girlfriend. And instead of buying her a ring, an engagement ring, he paid off her student loans, which were about $70,000. And her response was, thank you, but I still want a ring. So I asked some of my female friends how they felt about that. And the majority of them uh, thought the boyfriend should break up with her. And I feel the same way. Uh, And it's all a matter of opinion, of course. But my rationale is he's trying to get them in the best possible position financially going into a marriage. The ring is materialistic. You can always get a ring. But a lot of marriages end because of financial reasons. And to me, that's an amazing gift to give someone to pay off their student debt. And to me, it was, she seems materialistic. And that's just my opinion. And I probably would have cut ties and let it go. Um, Because I see where her mind is. So it was just an interesting conversation to get different perspectives from, especially females, about their topic. Uh, Also, a couple of weekends ago, um, there was a versus battle with DMX and Snoop. Um, That was one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Um, I'm a fan of both, but mostly of DMX. And it was just so cool and refreshing to see each one of them supporting the other, singing each other's music, giving each other love and and props about the music. Uh, It was just such a a dope experience and it was definitely a vibe because a lot of that music I grew up on back in the 90s, early 2000s. And again, definitely DMX was was my dude. I still listen to DMX now. Uh, But it was just such a cool event. Uh, to have both of them and again just the support they gave each other and the love and the props they gave each other and we need more stuff like that we need more inclusion uh, more unity and stuff like that and they gave it to us so I was definitely excited uh, to see that and I'll go back and watch it now because the music was dope um, finally glad sports are coming back basketball has started um, which is a good thing is giving me something else to watch other than the Hallmark Christmas movies I've been watching. So just, I'm glad they're being safe. Um, I know football is supposed to come back. I'm kind of skeptical that they're going to be able to make it through a season uh, because we're still having people test positive. And I'm, I'm sure they'll do whatever they can to try to make it as safe as possible. But I think basketball is doing it right, though. Uh, basketball has the players in the bubble. Um, they're constantly tested, so we'll just see how it plays out. This is just such an unprecedented time, um, but I'm just glad we have sports back. Uh, it gives me something else to do. But one of the interesting things is uh, the, the majority of the basketball games, or all of them, they started with uh, players, the majority of the players kneeling for the national anthem or wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts. Or uh, I think in the WNBA, one team even left the floor when the National Anthem played and came back afterwards. Um, The fact that people keep tweeting and commenting on social media saying how they're not going to watch sports because of the kneeling and all of this stuff, it amazes me. Because once again, they still 
choose not to understand what it's about. And again, I mean, for the millionth time, and I'm sick of explaining it, it has nothing to do with the flag and all of these idiots still keep talking about this, the flag. It, it, you're choosing not to understand what the protest is about. And that's fine. You don't have to tell people you're not going to watch. I don't think anyone really cares. Um, but you're mad again about the kneeling, but have yet to say anything about the Russian bounty scandal on U.S. troops. Russia paid the Taliban money to hunt down U.S. troops. You haven't said anything about that. You're not mad about that, but you're mad at people kneeling for a song. That's stupid. I mean, and again, it's just, it goes back to not wanting to understand what it's about. And you don't have to, and we're going to stop explaining it because uh, it's like beating a dead horse. But stop watching. Watch if you want to. I don't care either way. I don't think a lot of people care either way. Um, and also, there were a couple of players that decided not to kneel. Not mad at them. Everybody has a right. Not mad at them at all. I'm sure they have their opinions. Uh, and if their opinion was they just didn't want to, cool. Can't be mad at them. Um, I respect everybody's opinion. I don't have to like it, but I respect it. Um, then Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. have decided to have an exhibition match, boxing match. I think it's eight rounds uh, in early September. And I think Mike going to beat the hell out of this dude. Uh, I wish Roy wouldn't do it. Uh, Mike has posted videos of him getting in shape, and he looks good. He looks strong, uh, still got the power. And Roy, his last several fights before he stopped boxing, he got knocked out. So I don't think this is going to be good for Roy at all. Hopefully, Mike will take it easy on him. Uh, but I will put all my money on Mike. Uh, I don't even think this is going to be close, but I could be wrong. I'll watch it just for the entertainment aspect of it, but I think Mike is going to beat this dude down, and I don't think it's going to be a good look for Roy. But teach his own good luck to both of them. And finally, um, this Friday, August 7th, I'll be celebrating my 46th birthday, and I am just, I'm happy, I'm blessed um, to still be here still have my health, uh, to still have my family and friends around, um, to still have a job during all of this COVID and, and everything else that's going on. Uh, 46 years, that's a long time. And I'm just thankful. And I'm, again, I'm blessed. And I've just been very blessed over my life. You know, throughout my life, I've been blessed to have amazing support system. My parents are the absolute best. Uh, I'm blessed to still have both my parents alive. Um, they're still married. We have a great relationship. My brother, um, just all my family and my friends that have been there throughout everything. You know, I just appreciate them and I love them to death. Um, I'm blessed to have people who I've been friends with for 30 plus years. And some people I've known since elementary school and we're still tight to this day. So that's just a blessing. I don't take it for granted. Um, and I'm very appreciative to everybody who's always been there to support me. And it's kind of bittersweet because this time last year I was getting ready to go to Vegas and uh, just reminiscing about that trip. It was just such an amazing trip. And 
I look at the pictures because normally I try to go somewhere for my birthday, but this year's a lot different. So I just, I still have those memories from Vegas. Um, but this year what I decided to do was I ordered a air fryer yesterday from Amazon and it should be here this week before my birthday. And in an effort to try to eat healthier and not fry stuff, uh, a lot of people have told me how much they love theirs. So I'm just really looking forward to getting it and I'll definitely use it. Uh, and I think that'll help me for one, save money, but also eat healthier. So I've been working out on the regular, uh, but my eating is definitely need some work. So I think that's gonna help out a lot. Uh, so again, I'm, I'm just, I'm blessed. I uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, and wrapping it up, this week's verbal middle finger goes to a hip hop music producer by the name of J.W. Lucas. And he gets the middle finger because of a tweet he sent the other day regarding Breonna Taylor. And his tweet was, why is the world asking for justice for Breonna Taylor? Of course, she shouldn't have lost her life, but you do realize that she was involved with multiple drug dealers who are using her house as a trap house. Um, if you sign up for that life, there are consequences. Uh, let me preface this by saying that J.W. Lucas is white and Breonna Taylor is black. And there are so many things wrong with this tweet. Uh, because Breonna Taylor was an EMT. Um, there was no drugs found in the house. It has already been confirmed that the police were at the wrong house. Uh, the people that they were looking for didn't live at the house. And they were already in custody. So there was no reason for the police to even be at the house. So his uh, comments about Herb dealing with multiple drug dealers and using the house as a trap house is, is wrong. He's just wrong. And he since deleted the tweet. But this goes back to getting your facts before you make statements. Um, you know, he just put out a lot of facts or he just put out a statement with a lot of holes in it that was just untrue. Nothing in the tweet was true. Um, and the fact that you'll put it out there like that without doing your due diligence, you get the middle finger. You need several middle fingers. You need to sit the hell down and mind your business and stop talking about stuff you don't know about. Um, and last, the positive quote for the week. This comes from James Baldwin, which I think today is his birthday. So happy birthday to you, James Baldwin. And this really stuck with me. And the quote is, we can, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. If you sit there and think about it, that, that's a deep quote. Um, it really touched me when I read it uh, because it makes a lot of sense and especially where we are right now, uh, it's, I thought it was perfect for the moment. Well, that is it for this week. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope y'all have a good Sunday. Have a good August. I'll talk to you next time. Until then, peace.